0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sit back, relax, enjoy the program. This is the only place you need to be for the next 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hour, whatever it may be, right here with us on the Burnley Dom Show on Big Game. Bob, coming to you on your local airwaves, however you're listening, why you're listening, we're just happy you are indeed listening. Folks, I've said it to you time and time again. I will say it again rowback is a movement rowback is a family rowback is the only golf apparel you are going to need for whatever golf endeavor you have coming up go to the link in my instagram bio brilliantly dumb on instagram don't click that link smash it for 15 percent off your first rowback purchase i got the hat on i got the sweatshirt on it's more than just golf polos sweatshirts t-shirts they do it all at rowback come join the family come join the movement um Right out of the gate here, I want to talk golf for a second here. For those of you that didn't see, we came out with a new golf heckling video. And the thing with the golf heckling videos that I put out, it's not really necessarily heckling. I'm, I'm more encouraging the guys outside of Bubba Watson. Uh Bubba Watson, I go for. It. There's no question about it. I go for this guy's neck. I I. I I really do. I've just never been a fan of Bubba Watson. Um, I find him to be obnoxious and you I've just heard things about him throughout the golf world that he's just not a very nice guy. Um, When I first started doing the golf heckling in Riviera, I really didn't even know much about golf. Um, My friend was the one Nikki Chippenputz who kind of told me about Bubba Watson and said, you know, if there's a guy to go for, You want to go for Bubba Watson, but we went to the Northern Trust um, in New Jersey, Jersey City. What a fucking ball. What a venue. And everybody have said since the Riviera video came out that I needed to get back on tour. I needed to get back onto these events. And I'll say this, the beauty of going to these golf events, it's one of the only professional sports out there where you can get that close to the players as you do. I mean, with all the different holes you have out there, the different galleries, the different fairways, you just get so close to these players. And it's just one of the best sporting events I think to go to. Um, But we ended up going to Jersey City. I had one day, I was out for a wedding. So I had one day to kind of gather up as much content as I could possibly get what stressed me out a little bit, because I never thought that we'd be able to beat the 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 Riviera heckling video. Um, I never thought we'd really have anything that'd be able to scratch the surface as that. Um, and that, you know, when I was in Riviera, was for three days of filming. This was one day before I had to go out to the wedding, so I said, you know what? I'm gonna go into that tournament. I'm gonna give it everything I have and just let it rip. Right out of the gate when we walk into the tournament the first tee box right there, Bubba Watson is standing right there. And to me, there was no doubt in my mind. He recognized me. He recognized the voice. He saw me there with the bucket hat. Um, And I would think Bubba Watson has an idea who I am with that video, the coverage that that first video got. Um, And he immediately turned to his caddy and said something to his caddy who then looked over at me Um, and then we caught him a couple holes later and I pulled out one, not today, bub. And it's like, he was waiting for me to say something, to have some sort of excuse to be able to kick me out. As soon as I hit him with the not today, bub, he turned to his caddy, the caddy went over to the security guard and I just fucking booked it. I hold ass. It was so early in the day and we had barely gotten any content to where, If I had got kicked out right there, it would have just been absolutely devastating, like just totally to go there. I told everybody that I was going to go there for the Patreon folks. You know, I told them that I was going to have bonus content for them. Had I got kicked out by Bubba Watson right out of the gate, it would have been nothing short of devastating. So I just booked it and hauled ass away from the security guard, was able to get away to scurry away. And then I pretty much knew there wasn't a single thing that I could say to Bubba, or else I'm out of there. And to me, at the time, as much as I wanted to heckle him, I had to get these other conversations and this other heckling in. Um, and it was just an absolute ball, just an absolute ball. There's some people that are are very receptive uh, to the chirping that I was doing; others that are not. I would say right out of the gate, based off of how accepting they were to the chirping, Tony Finau is one of my favorite players out there. I mean, will respond to me every single time. And there's nobody that I would like to see win a tournament more than Tony Finau right now, I just hope that guy just has not been able to close a tournament. And there's nobody that I want to see more. He's one of the nicest guys in golf. He's great to me. Um, huge Tony Finau. We got my guy, Sammy Ryder, of course. And then Xander Shoffley. Sandra Shafley was very receptive to the heckling. Came over my way to give me a little fist bump. Um, and it was just an absolute blast. Uh, big announcement. Next week, we're gonna be having Jenna Sims, who is Brooks Kepka's girlfriend, uh, who I saw at the tournament. She's gonna be coming on the show, I believe, next week, if not the week after that, which I think will be an absolute ball. I think we can have a lot of fun with that. Um And then of course you have the guys on tour that are just not receptive at all to the chirping. Some of them, you know, I would think they just stay so locked in. Like I just can't crack Jordan Spieth. Spieth stays very locked in very nice guy, but I just can't crack him. I can't make the guy laugh. Um, uh, Justin Thomas is another one. He can't crack John Rahm. You're not going to really be able to get to. And then the guy that is just absolutely unbreakable, that you cannot get to look your way. He just stays so locked in. I don't even know if he's either just locked in or just doesn't give a shit, um, is Dustin Johnson. I, I just, I cannot get anything out of Dustin Johnson. And I'm going to keep trying, but I just think with the way the, the content is received of me going out to these tournaments, it's something that we got to keep doing. Um, and again, a lot of different golf sites posted it, which was very cool to see. And, and something that I'll say before we move on here, to the people, you know, you have all these old school golfers who get upset with me going out there and, you know, I call it heckling, but it's really not heckling. I'm really encouraging the guys to the guys that have a problem and put in the comments that they have an issue with that. I could give two shits. I I, I really can, because I think if that triggers you, if that gets you upset, I think what we're doing, in all honesty – is good for the game of golf. I think we're growing the game. They see it on my account. They see it on other accounts. And if you look at the players, the players are having a ball with it. They're having an absolute ball. Um, so to the people in the comments, that uh, you know, there's some people that i say, shit, get this guy out of here. I could care less. I mean that wholeheartedly. I, I, I really could care less. Um, I'm having a ball out there doing it. And again, I think it builds the game. I think the game of golf is better than it's ever been right now. I think it just continues to grow, and we're going to continue to go out to these tournaments and get the people what they want. That's what we're here to do. And in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Brilman Show, we are moving on. Yeah, I I, I got a bone to pick, folks, that, that I just wanted to talk about because I'm watching TV the other day, and I see Arby's roll out a commercial that they're coming out with crinkled cut French fries. And what bothers me with Arby's is I think all the potential's there. It's just not being ran right. It just, it doesn't have a good system. It's like a quarterback with all the talent in the world, but he doesn't have receivers to throw to. He's got a terrible front office. And I really want to take a shot here At the Arby's marketing team, the crinkled cut fry, look, I love a good crinkled cut fry more than the next guy. But the French fry is not the problem. Maybe the one thing that Arby's does best is their curly fries. Arby's has a great curly fry. So why change up and go to the crinkled cut fry? That's not the problem. The problem that Arby's has is that they've been letting us know that they have the meats for the past 15 years, for as long as Arby's has been around, it's been the same slogan, the same commercial, and they just ram it down your throat. They have the guy with that monotone voice, just let you know, we have the meats. We know you have the meats. We're not debating whether or not you have the meats. What else do you have? What else can you show me? Walk me through that Arby's menu. I think Arby's has all the talent in the world and they're just botching it. And that's your answer? Is to roll out a couple $1.49 crinkle fries. Shake Shack is running the crinkle cut fry game. Let them do that. You, Arby's, are doing great with the curly fries. You need better locations. Nobody knows where the fuck you can find an Arby's. Are there more of them down south? Is it more of a northeast thing? Arby's just kind of sneak up on you. McDonald's, you could see that thing from miles away. Arby's, you bang a quick right, boom, it's right there in your face, and then it's gone. You never know where to find it. They're doing it all wrong. We have the meats. We know, Arby's, we get the fact that you have the meats. McDonald's ain't debating that. Wendy's ain't debating that. We get it. We know you got the roast beef. You're acting like every other franchise is out there slinging roast beef. You're the only ones. What else can you offer us? Can we do a breakfast sandwich at Arby's? I don't know. But I hope the marketing team at Arby's is watching this because this franchise deserves more credit, but it's being run very poorly. We have the meats. It's like McDonald's letting you know that they got the Big Mac. We know. Moving on. What else do you have? Oh, well, you know what? We got chicken nuggets, too. That'll smack you right in your palate. And they do. And when I need chicken nuggets, I go to McDonald's. When I need a Big Mac, I go to McDonald's. We got to market Arby's better. And the answer is not these fucking crinkled cut fries. They're doing an abysmal job. Just an abysmal job. And it's about time somebody called them out. I'm not a very controversial guy, but when I see a franchise being just run to the ground, it bothers me. It absolutely bothers me. It's like the NFL letting you know that they got Tom Brady in their league. Yeah, we know we got Tom Brady. He's been running it for the past 20 some odd years. Who else do you have? Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. There's other talent out there. There's more than just meets at beast. Let's get it together, and let's roll out a new program here. Put me as the face of Arby's. When's the last time you saw somebody out there promoting Arby's? Go get a football player. Fuck it. Get Wayne Gretzky. Maybe he's got some time on his hands. I don't know. But get somebody as the face of Arby's, and let's start rolling this through. Let's start putting some Arby's in a population where people actually cross. You just can't find them. Crinkled cut fries is not the answer. That is my fast food rant for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Here on the Brainless Dumb Show, we are moving on. We have the meats, ladies and gentlemen. We interrupt this show to let you know that the Brainless Dumb Show is brought to you by our good friends over at Manscaped, the leaders. In below the waist grooming, it's back to school time, and we want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best year yet. You college fellas out there, you just never know when your night is going to be the night. Make sure it's good to go down there like a bull in a china shop at any time, just ready to rip it let it fly. Make sure you're nice and clean down there. And the best way to do it is by owning the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 is as good as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. It is a trimmer. Don't get me started on the Weed Whacker by Manscaped, the Ear and Nose Trimmer. They do it all. Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, the whole nine yards. Go over to Manscaped. Don't fuck around. Make sure it's nice and tight down there. Get 20% off. Plus free shipping with promo code 20Bobby. That's 20Bobby at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 20Bobby at manscaped.com. Do it right, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it nice and clean with our good friends over at Manscaped. They do it all. Hey, something that I've always been kind of fascinated by are the grocery store operations. Because no matter who it is, whether it's Whole Foods, Ralph's Supermarket, ShopRite, it doesn't matter. It's all the same operation. They may sell different things, but overall, it's all pretty much the same operation. And I like going by to the different operations. And each sector of the grocery store has their own thing going on. Certain personality working behind there. We're talking just employees here. The bakery section, these guys are always fired up. I will say the bakery section brings a lot of energy as far as employees go at the grocery store. They're always up and at them. They started the day at 6 a.m. By the time you walk in the grocery store at 1 p.m., their day's just about over, so they're all fired up. They're on all type of espresso shots, and they're just pumping in sourdough loaves and pumping them out. There's an assortment outside of the bakery section that's filled with about a hundred sourdough loaves, but they're still in the back just shoveling in sourdough loaves and taking them out. If they make a hundred in the day, sell 20 of them, there's 80 left over. They just make another hundred the next day. They don't give a shit. They got too much energy. They got to be doing something. They're throwing out cookies. They're throwing out jelly donuts, just firing at anything they could take in and out of the oven. Bakery section brings the energy. But then you got the, the, the fish section, the fish and poultry section, the fish section, those guys, you never see them there when you walk up. They're never there. They're always in the back. There's no bell you could ring at the seafood section. There's never a bell. At least the deli's got the bell where you take a ticket. Seafood, you just wait, you go up there and you just wait for minimum five minutes. And they always come back out of the doors that just swing out really fast. They got the net on their head and they're always shocked to see you. They can't believe there's a customer there as if I'm the first customer of the day. And they look at you and they're shocked. Well, can we get you today? And they kind of pop out of nowhere. Sometimes they don't even go through the sliding door. Not the sliding door, but the one, you know, that they just punch open. Sometimes they just come out of the bottom. They pick their head up. The seafood guys scare the shit out of me because you don't know where they're coming from at the grocery store. It's like the dry cleaners. I've never walked into the dry cleaner and the cashier is just ready to go. She always pops up out of like a thing of yarn. Or the guy next to him who does all the dirty work, his fingers are just working to a bone. Just, can we help you? Scares the shit out of you. He's right there to the right-hand side, just weaving shit. Dry cleaner, they're never out there. Seafood section, never out there. But the sushi section really fascinates me because to me, when I think about the grocery store employees, the sushi makers, they make their own hours. I got a guy at the local Ralph's right here and he just pumps out assortment packs when he thinks he's made enough He's out. He's out the door. So if I'm in the bakery section, I got to start at six, leave at two to three. I'm a little upset that Ang over here can just make an assortment pack and then just get on there. Lord knows they're probably not clocking out. I got a guy at the grocery, local grocery store. His name is Dollop. Got a great relationship with him. Dollop lives the fucking dream. He shows up around lunchtime and he leaves around lunchtime. Two hours, bangs out a few rolls and he's out the door. That's the end of dollop. If you want dollop, you got to get them at 12 o'clock the next day. I go to a grocery store right here, Ralph's. No matter what grocery store you go to, you always got the employee that's been there for like 45 years, but they fucking love it. They eat, sleep, and breathe. Ralph's grocery store. Started at 17, still there, and just has a fucking ball. They're happy to be there. Great for the team morale. And then if you happen to come up on one of them, and you got to ask where the face wash is, they could not be more excited to give you an answer, and they know exactly where that face wash is. You, uh, you see the 2% right there? Okay, here's what you're going to do, sweetie. When you get to that 2% milk, you're going to take a right. That's going to be aisle 17. When you get into aisle 17, you will look to your right. You will see hand lotion. You will also see clear cell. You will see Dove soap. Look to the top left of the Dove soap. And you'll have what you're looking for right there, sweetie. Thanks for shopping at Ralph's Grocery Store. They're thrilled. They're fired up. And you know what? Good on that lady, whoever it is. And then every grocery store has kind of got their project employee. The ones where he's a little off his rocker. Something's wrong with this guy. Dark past. But he works hard. Shows up on time every day. But you know not to fuck with that guy. You're always going to see that guy too. And then the guys in the back that come to fulfill everything into the aisles. God forbid you ask them where something is. They ain't giving you an answer because that's not their job. They're going to send you on over to Tracy, who should be telling you where the produce section is. They're there to restock shit and restock shit only. The grocery store, ladies and gentlemen, is one big operation, but one to appreciate, to enjoy. Let's not be in such a rush going to the grocery store. It's a phenomenal people-watching spot. Every single time, it'll never let you down. Just something I had to bring up. But those fucking seafood guys, man, they're never there. They just pop up and scare the shit out of you. Jesus Christ, Johnny. You scared me back-to-back days. He just pops up under a thing of salmon. Anywho, here on the Berlin Show, folks, we are moving on. All right, boys and girls. That moves us right on over to everybody's favorite segment, certainly my favorite segment. It's the Ask Bob segment. Well, actually, I I will say, hold on, hold on. Before we even go into that, it's official. Look at this. See, I spoke too soon. Tony Finau has just won the Liberty, what was it called, the Liberty National tournament Tony Finow just took the dub. That's a beautiful thing. Tony Finow has just won the Northern Trust, Liberty National. He wins the Northern Trust and there's our guy Tony. I was just saying earlier in the show, I have wanted this guy to win for the longest time. He has some as much as he doesn't can't seal the deal. I can't help but take the Tony Finau 30 to 1 odds that the PGA puts out there, that sports books put out there. And I bet on Tony Finau every single time. And he finally took the dub in a playoff. What a beautiful update to get. What? Let's give a nice little round of applause. If you're in your car, keep your hand on the steering wheel. For Tony Finau, that is our guy. Every single time I see him at the tournament, he's always smiling. He's always having a good time. He's one of the classiest guys in golf. I mean, you're not going to be able to find a whole lot of people out there that are not Tony Fina The big fella. Absolutely love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get over to our ask Bob segment. We had a problem with the voicemail today. I'm not sure what went up with the voicemail, Benny the Jet. Our producers working on it, um, but we had to use our text submissions that I got from the DMs. Uh, feel free to message into the DMs or call our voicemail. Hopefully, we'll have that thing run back up and running next week. Benny the Jet's going to do what he does, um, but let's take that into the voicemail here tonight. Sorry, I got really fired up about that Tony Finau. Somebody just texted me, and then I went to the ESPN. What a, what a, what a beautiful, beautiful thing submitting their question. For the Ask Bob segment this week here, ladies and gentlemen, let's see here. Bob, I got a two-part question here for the Ask Bob segment. This is Kyle Jontal out of Atlanta, Georgia, longtime listener, first-time submission. What's more crucial for you, chips and salsa at a Mexican joint or bread on the table to start the meal at an Italian joint, which to me is a phenomenal question. A phenomenal question, um, wow, wow! Everybody knows you like a good thing of bread out at an Italian place. You got to have it, little finger food. A lot of the times, it, it too, it gives you something to do. It's like edamame at a sushi joint. You go to a sushi joint, you sit down. You want to do something with your hands. Every time you sit down to go to have sushi, you always want to be active. You always want to be moving. Um, same thing with the bread and even the chips and salsa for that matter at a Mexican joint. Great question. I I would say solely off the fact that to me, a Mexican restaurant will not be as good or as I, I will not be willing to go back as much if there's not chips and salsa to start you off. An Italian joint, you could wow me with the entree or even the appetizer, and I won't be upset that there wasn't any bread. I'd be a little upset that there wasn't any bread, but it wouldn't keep me from coming back. Whereas the Mexican joint, that's a different ballgame. I think every Mexican meal has to start off with chips and salsa. Every burrito was topped off after a good thing of chips and salsa. It sure as hell should be. So from the fact that it would affect me coming back, I would say it's more important to have chips and salsa at a Mexican joint starts everything off immediately gets you for your first margarita, by the way, got to have the chips and salsa to go with it. You got the salt coming out of the chip that makes you thirsty. Next thing you know, you're two, three margaritas deep before your entree even comes out. Everybody's having a good time. It's a fucking ball. Um, So that's what I would go with. Phenomenal question. It's a two part question though. Um, and B, Bob, what are your top five menu breakfast items? You know, so many of the questions that we get for the Ask Bob segment end up being top fives. And I've said it on the Pantry Boys, the food show that I do over there. Be sure and check that one out with Nicky Meats. Um, very, very food-based show even today. Never mind talking food. Um, I'm always game for that. But um, I think we ought to do a top five segment. I think we might have to do a top five. I I love doing a good top five. I think moving forward for the Brownly Dumb show, at least one question for the Ask Bob segment should be a top five. It leaves room for debate. It has people going back and forth. Everybody's got a take on it. Um, I think we go with the top fives moving forward. So when you call into those voicemails, make sure you fire in a couple top five questions. Love a good top five. Favorite breakfast items. I'm going to be a little bit different here. I'm not a huge breakfast guy because I don't really get excited for breakfast. Me, before a breakfast, that's the least hungry I am before a meal. Lunch, I'm starved. Dinner, I'm even more starved. Not the case with breakfast. I'm still starting my day. I got a lot on my mind. I haven't even accomplished anything yet. Lunch, I'm halfway home. I've already battled a little bit throughout the day. Dinner, I'm ready to feast. I deserve that feast. I made it through the day. Breakfast, not so the case. I got a lot on my mind, but I will give you my top five. Going to be up for debate. Number one, I'm absolutely going with the bagel. The, the the bagel has taken my palate places that I never could have imagined for years. It's so assuring. It's always been there for me. It's always been a part of my life. There's so many different things that you could do with the bagel. You could do the locks with the bagel. You could just have a cream cheese day. Sometimes I just want a cream cheese bagel. Sometimes I want a breakfast sandwich, bacon, egg, and cheese, Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. Yes, it's Taylor ham, not pork roll for the Jersey listeners out there. I got to go. I got to go bagel. Huge bagel guy. Uh, Number two, lock me in for the French toast. Kind of hard to really mess up French toast. It's got so much flavor. It's so sweet. It's like fucking up candy. If you make your own candy, it's got to be pretty hard to fuck that up. Every candy is good to some degree. Every batch of French toast is good to some degree. I have a very good relationship with French toast. I don't do it often. It's in moderation, but when I have it, it's always a treat and it always delivers for me. French toast hasn't really let me down. Probably never will. It's like the bagel. Number three, I got the omelet. I think people kind of sleep on the omelet nowadays. I think they want to go to the fancy stuff, the eggs, Benedict, have fun with the pancakes and all of that stuff, throw in an omelet what got us here nothing beats a good omelet and by the way by the way i think we've lost track and lost sight of just how much fun it is to create your own omelet all the different things you could do in the omelet anything goes with an omelet enjoy the omelet appreciate the omelet i got an omelet at three number four i want to have fun lock me in for the pancakes just a classic just an absolute classic, always got to tip your cap to a good short stack of pancakes. You know, the pancakes for me is one of the only things that I will say a chain sometimes does better than the local shops. Like to me, a great pancakes is an IHOP pancake. I love a Denny's pancake. I think they do a great pancake. Now the local places, I'm not saying they don't have good pancakes, but there's something about sitting at an IHOP Having those, I kind of call them candy pancakes because they're so sweet. They got the blueberry syrup, the strawberry syrup, the pecan syrup. They got all types of fucking syrup on there. That's a fun time. You sit at IHOP, you're having fun. No regard for how much things cost on the menu because it's so damn cheap. But I would like to meet the guy who goes into IHOP and gets a hamburger at night. Who's going to IHOP for dinner? Unless it's a breakfast for dinner type of night with the kids. Who's that guy? And clearly that guy is out there because IHOP still promotes hamburgers. I, I, I would love to speak to that. I'm just curious how that goes. Who says, okay, let's go to IHOP for dinner? I'm really craving a hamburger. Don't get it. It's like Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen's been, been promoting food, hot dogs and shit. Ch- Who's the guy getting a hot dog? I haven't seen him, but clearly they're out there. And then number five, uh, number five is something that I I, I probably never thought that I was going to say. Never was a big fan of it before I came out to L.A., but really, really hits good. And that's the breakfast burrito. The breakfast burrito in L.A., in California in general, San Diego, they they really do. they, They are all in on the breakfast burrito, which sometimes pains me because I'd always prefer a bagel over a breakfast burrito. But don't sleep on the breakfast burrito, especially when it's done right. Never thought I'd say that. The beauty of the breakfast burrito, which makes it a lot of fun, is for the person making it, the ratio of the breakfast burrito is so key. Maybe more so than anything out there. It is so key. It's got to be a perfect amount of bacon, perfect amount of potatoes. Don't want them too fluffy. You don't want to get too much potato. You want to be able to get the egg. You want to be able to get the bacon. Got to throw the avocado in there. You want to be able to get it all in one bite. Not an easy thing to do. When it's done right, the the breakfast burrito is something special, something really special. And by the way, as far as the burrito goes, I'm out of there if there's no potatoes. I'm out of there if there's no potatoes. Got to have potatoes, home fries particularly. But you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. Two really good questions right there. For the Ask Bob segment, ladies and gentlemen, that closes it down for the Brilliant Dumb Show. We got a lot of fun interviews coming. I said I like to go back into the interviews, no interview today, um, but we're going to be having Jenna Sims, Brooks Kepka's girlfriend, on the podcast. I, I truly think she'll be a blast. A lot of personality nothing really off limits. She seems very fun, um, with Jenna Sims coming on the podcast. And then we got something looked locked in, um, first, second week of September with JJ Reddick, Duke alumni made a damn good career for himself in the NBA. Probably one of the best shooters I've ever seen in my life on a basketball court. Um, besides Steph Curry and maybe Reggie Miller and maybe Ray Allen. Um, But nonetheless, a phenomenal shooter. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the Brilliant Dumb Show. We'll see you next time. Get signed up to that Patreon if you have not already. If you want the bonus content, if you want the weekly happy hours doing the Sim 2 driver giveaways that we're doing, we do it all on the Patreon. Get the bonus content. Link in the bio. Don't click it. Smash it. Love you, folks. We'll see you next week.